Hello, and welcome to episode 15 of Retro Quizzical, the nation's favourite podcast about game shows of the 80s and 90s. I am Paul Overit, and I'm going to be your host for proceedings, <laughs> ably assisted by my not-so-much-in-charge-anymore assistant, Les. Les, oh. Oh, I'm going to go back to normal voice now, Les. How are you, Les? Oh, I, I, I was hoping you would go back to normal voice, because it felt like we'd been hacked by Kenneth Wollstenholm. <laughs> <laughs> Which obviously and how we wished it was all over. <laughs> well, quite. Yeah, I, I wasn't quite sure who I was speaking to then. I am very much looking forward to how today is going to go. But in a very weird way, it, this for me is like the equivalent of leaving your child to Freddy Krueger to babysit. <laughs> so, and Retro Quizzical is my baby. And it does feel very weird for a control freak like me to have given up the reins. But um, I hope you do a sterling job. Mate, I told you the BBC was on the blower the other week, didn't I? Beeb. The Beeb. Um, well, even after the PPI deadline. Yes. And I could even break America if this goes well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I very much look forward to that as if america wasn't broken already <laughs> they're going to let you in okay i look forward to it okay so the format of our show for those of you who don't know and if you don't know what cave have you been living in is that we score each show out of 10 across five rounds based on their theme tune and titles host retro quizzicality originality and budget you take each letter the rounds there and you get the word throb and when the round scores are added together, they make a final score out of 50, which in turn will determine where the show places on our throbometer. So, after last week, we have Blockbusters, Blankety Blank, and The Crystal Maze currently standing at the tip of the throbometer on 40 points. Right, royal threesome, I would say. Indeed, and will any of the shows left have enough throb to explode into the lead to cascade its delights down upon us, Les? I see where you've gone. Who doesn't like a bit of innuendo? Mm, my parents. I, innuendo, I, I... <laughs> in their case. <laughs> and as I had, Les will have his Joker to play as he sees fit, and he can play the Joker to change any one of my scores, although I can't see why on earth he'd need to question my impeccable judgment. So, Les, with myself in the hot seat today, I yes. felt the urge to come up with something a little bit special. <laughs> How I do love something special. Mm. It's, it's been your birthday as well, so can you, can you take this as your birthday present? Um, well, it's one more birthday present than I've ever had from you, so yeah, I will gladly accept. Good, good, good. It's a new game. <laughs> and okay. the name of the game is... Yes. Les Get Into Trouble. Are you looking forward to it? I am. I thought you could have probably gone with Les Get Ready to Rumble. No, I would like which, that. Which would have been another duo that aren't as good as you and I, obviously. But um, I'm very much looking forward to getting into trouble with you, Paul. Yes, I, you might cause a rumble when you find out what the questions are. <laughs> it's a simple uh, game for a simple okay. contestant. Okay, thank you. And it's an either-or game. 
Okay. So you just have to choose your preference. Question okay. one. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. Leave or remain? Uh, <laughs> remain, obviously. I don't even know why I had to. If you dare put a 40-second pause at the end of that, <laughs> my friends will never speak to me. I'm, I'm a staunch remainer. Boris or Corbyn? Oh, Jezza, I think. Mm, the listener's going to like that one. Celtic or Rangers? Oh, probably Rangers. Mm. Israel or Palestine? Oh, <laughs> no, is... that's a joke. I'm not going to make it. Israel, just because I'm Jewish. Oh, my, my family God, is from there. Definitely staying in then. They're going to cool. get a little bit more light-hearted now than that. Oh, I should hope so. Tom or Jerry? <laughs> oh, um, Jerry. Tea or milk first? Oh, tea first, without a doubt. Good lad, I like that answer. Scone yeah. or scone? We were having this debate at work the other day. Scone, I think. Good lad. Blur or oasis? I probably would say blur, because I'm a real fan of the Great Escape album. 80s or 90s? Ooh, uh, probably... You're not just talking about music, are you? No, everything. Uh, probably the 90s. Last one, then. Yeah. Neighbours or Home and Away? Ooh, uh, one of my friends who hopefully is listening, but I doubt it, um, is a huge fan of Neighbours. I would say Neighbours. It was my first. Let's move okay. on. Let's move on. So, without further ado, lads, what's your favourite game show based on the game Hangman? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, I think it would have to be Wheel of Fortune. That's right, Les. and titles so the theme tune is called spin to win les and it was written by david pringle and bobby heatley do you know which other theme tune for kids tv show that they did um did they do the pyramid game and funhouse <laughs> you've just deliberately gone out of your way to out research me in this role haven't you funhouse just... it's a whole lot of fun prize to, to be, be won, won. It's a real wacky show. I can't believe you got that. I really expected you to have done absolutely nothing. So, Bobby Heatley also wrote songs for other people. Shaking Stevens, for one. He did. And he wrote Merry Christmas, Everyone, which I thought was brilliant. I know. I looked it up and went, what? I know, I know, I know. And no. did you know Shaking Stevens' fourth number one? That was. Was it? It was. I'm I'm the host here, Les, yeah. Carry on. Back off. 
Back off, bitch. Stop making me look stupid. <laughs> and he also wrote a song for Sir Cliff Richardshire. Best of all, though, was his composition for kids' TV show Little Robots, which is one of my all-time favourites. I've never heard of it. Yeah, my kids used to watch this, Les. Little Oh, so Robots. is it new? It's fairly new. Lenny Henry was one of the voices in it. So that was Bobby Heatley. <coughs> Disgustingly, Mr. Pringle doesn't have a Wikipedia page that I can read from verbatim. No, so I don't. haven't got anything about that. They're both Scottish. <laughs> Does one of them like jumpers and plays golf? No, oh, because of Pringle and crisps. Um, <laughs> no, they are both Scottish. And I thought that was quite interesting because when we go on to the next round, and I don't know who you've picked yet, but I hope you've picked the original. Of course uh, I have. Don't, don't ruin it. Don't ruin so, it. Don't so, ruin it. The whole thing was Scottish. Yeah. The whole thing was draped in tartan. Back to spin to win. I think it's got a lovely little techie drum beat that makes it sound a little bit like Miami Vice for a while. It's got a little 80s electronic drum machine feel as it kicks in. I didn't get that. I kind of... It has that really weird noise at the beginning that I think Family Fortunes had. It's it's very American. Yeah. As are the graphics as well, which I'm sure you'll probably get to talk about a little... So, yeah, I don't normally bother with the titles much, but I've had to this week, and I... So yeah, I've, yeah. I've, my notes say that the titles are spinning golden wheels that match the set inlaid with a rainbow-like wheel that the contestants whiz around on the show. Mm. Voiceover guy, though, starts doing his spiel a bit early. I don't like the ones where the voiceover guy comes in, the music's still playing, it drowns out the music, he's gapping on, you're not really yeah. listening. I don't yeah. like that style, do you? I found him quite odd throughout because he he obviously gets referenced by the host often. He's called Steve, I think. Steve Hamilton. Steve Hamilton, yes, another um, Scott. But talks over a lot, and and weirdly, when you kind of watch what the prizes were and Steve's talk, Steve would talk. He would address the contestants by their name, but yet he wasn't in the studio. You didn't see him. You never saw him. I just found it a tiny bit creepy in a sort of voyeuristic <laughs> way. That <laughs> This bloke knows my name. He's referring to me by my name and I can't see him. Yeah, I found it a bit weird, but not to take a wave. I, I like the tune. I think it's a great tune. And the titles are very reminiscent of... The Price is Right, you yeah. can tell it's based on an American show. Yeah. The whole show is, there's a lot of similarities between this and The Price is Right in terms of that whole American yeah. thing. Everything's golden and sparkly on the titles. The titles that they do show for the first 10 or 20 seconds, I really do like. But then, as I say, it kind of pans into the studio, drowns the music out a bit. So, yeah. I have scored it a 7. Great music, average titles. I've pitched it at a seven to try and tempt you with your joker. Okay. Oh, I didn't realise we were going for the tactical kind of shtick. No, I'm not going to play my joker. Personally, if it was me, because I'm sure the listeners want to know what I would mark every round. Or maybe they would. Um, I'd have given it an eight. Mm. On the song alone, I think it's. I think it's very catchy. The song is good. Round two, host. Nicholas Andrew Argyle Campbell. It's a nice name. That is good, isn't it? Was born on the 10th of April 1961 in Edinburgh, Scotland. Actually, he was 
named Nicholas Lackey, but he was adopted at four days old by his adoptive mother, a social worker, and his adoptive father, a publisher of maps. So that'd have been far more interesting if he was like a maker of maps, wouldn't it? It's like a publisher of maps. He's just a publisher, isn't he? Well, I guess, but when you obviously consider his real family background, which I'm sure you're going to get onto, I no, think that's quite... No. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, you really kind of blew my expectations out of the water <laughs> and, and peaked See, at round one. I'm not um, like you, Les. I'm not predictable. No, you're definitely not predictable. Carry on. I'm here, dear. I'm there, I'm wherever I am, yeah? Near, far. Carry on. <laughs> this show might go down like the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas, or Nicky. After university, he got involved in radio production. He even wrote jingles. Did. On North Sound Radio in Aberdeen. Was that, your... Was that a what? It sounded like you were yawning. Oh, you know, when you, you stifle and, uh... Maybe I won't break America then. It's time, yeah. Got yeah. three more rounds after this one. <laughs> got three more rounds to make it big, baby. <laughs> yeah, so he started writing jingles for North Sound Radio in Aberdeen and then went on to host the breakfast show there. Went briefly on to Capital Radio in London in the mid-80s and then joined the BBC presenting at a variety of hours on different shows. He did music, sport, political interviews across all the channels on the BBC apart from Channel 4. He started out on TV with the Wheel of Fortune in 1988, recording eight series all the way through to 1996. I didn't know this, but... He hosted Top of the Pops regularly. I don't remember yeah, he did. ever seeing him host Top of the Pops. Oh, I do. Mm. But were, were you an avid watcher? I would have, not avid. I don't think I'd have been as musically interested as you were. Yeah. I used to watch it regularly, but I don't really remember him doing it. Yeah, he presented Watchdog before old Anne Robinson did it. He presents The Big Questions now and Long Lost Family on TV. I've never watched it. Oh, it's a tearjerker, Les. <clears throat> People have said that. So I think it's probably the best thing he's done. Ooh. Interesting, actually, because on my script, I've got... So the question is, Les. Yes. How does someone as terribly <clears throat> annoying as Nicky Campbell get so much work over such a long period of time? And you kind of have to think, he's had such a varied broadcasting career. He's literally done everything that he yeah. must have some talent about him. But for the life of me, I can't see what it is. I'm really surprised. I think he's a great presenter. And I always thought, prior to obviously researching the bits that I thought you wouldn't research, I just assumed he was a journalist. And he's not. I've got written down here that he's like yeah. the Scottish equivalent of Tony Wilson, who was a reporter back in the day. I don't know who he is. Tony Wilson was a like local TV reporter for Granada. Went on to start up the Happy Mondays and New Order and people like that. I've just Googled Tony Wilson. Tony. I recognise him. Right, so he was on telly when I was a kid up, yeah. in, up north and he was the most annoying person on the planet. The oh, only I got the impression that... he was really cool. He is now. He's become cool after the event but at the time he was a hideous 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 person on tv i really like nicky campbell i find him quite charming um i can't believe you what do you make of him on the show itself 
I think he's quite slick. I don't know whether he dresses himself. I hope that he didn't. Because... Everything looked a couple of sizes too big, especially the jacket. Yeah, the suits did. I mean, I can remember when I went to an all-boys, an independent school, and in the sixth form, you didn't wear uniform, you wore a suit. And because I came from quite a poor background, <laughs> uh, my, I, I don't mind people, that's why I was working at Woolworth. I was the only kid with a Saturday job in my school. My, my mum ordered a suit from a catalogue. Everyone else was off fox hunting on a weekend, weren't they? Well, yeah, and wearing that fox to school. <laughs> I was wearing a Littlewood suit that was three sizes too big, and a tie that came from Roman Road Market. I mean, did your I mum, looked, did your mum I looked pay like for the suit used... weekly at Littlewoods? I must have done. Yeah. I must. They kind of. I'd be amazed. I, I would imagine that when she passed, they just like quashed the rest of the bill. <laughs> um. <laughs> But, it, yeah, I must have looked like a, a used car salesman. Um, <laughs> but weirdly, so did he. And I just, I think you could tell he, he was a natural. I think the weirdest thing for me. A natural what, Les? A natural host. Oh. It wasn't one of those shows where you really spoke to people that much. Because they either answered a question, they span a wheel, or they or they guessed a letter. There wasn't that much interact, and actually, the first episode, he didn't even ask them anything. They they <laughs> all launched into their own introductions, like off an auto cue. I think he's a lot better than I remembered him, oh. and I'm, I'm quite surprised that you didn't like. I can't work out your basis for disliking him. He's, he's not funny. Dis- he constantly makes bad jokes. Knows their naff. Keeps doing them with no hint of irony either. The 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 bants with Steve Hamilton, the voiceover guy. Every game show, every series. Mm. Not funny. But they kept going with it, Les. He has always been, and it's not just been for tonight's show, literally for the last two or three decades, this fella has been one of my top three least liked people on TV. Okay, no, I, I okay, go on. You might as well score him. Five personal bias for me les but he scored five tonight well we don't pay you to be biased i mean we don't pay you at all but there you go <laughs> i'm gonna give him a seven done it joker sensibly. played done sensibly les joker played it's right sensible. i can go to town with these other scores now then can't i round three retro quizicality so the Wheel of Fortune is basically Hangman with a giant spinny wheel, Les. Yep. Guess letters in the phrase until you fill in enough blanks to recognise what the phrase is. So they kick off the show. Nikki asks a simple question. Whichever contestant got it right got to gain control of the wheel. The contestant spun the wheel to see what number it landed on. And whatever number it landed on is how many points the contestant got for guessing a correct letter on the board. The contestant then guessed a letter, consonants only, or consonants only, that will make up the words on the board. Phrases on the board might be a proverb, a place, a food, a film, or a song title, or an actor, or something like that. Yeah. If the contestant guesses a letter and it's not on the board, the next contestant, consonant testant, (laughs) spins the Are you okay? Yeah. Do you want me to call Frank? The next contestant (laughs) spins the wheel and gets to guess next, and so on. Three contestants get to do this 782 times to see who eventually gets most points. 
Oh my god, it's tedious. Yep, it definitely is. So, on the wheel there were different sections marked out, obviously with each of the numbers, but there was also ones for free spins, lose a turn, and a bankrupt section. All pretty much self-explanatory. If you don't yeah. get it, go and watch the show and Google it, yeah? So they play a few games of that, have the ad break, yeah. come back on. Yeah. At that point, Nicky would add an extra £1,000 marker in. Mm-hmm. And the little star prize marker. Yeah. They'd play for double points then, Les. They would. The star prize marker meant that if the person winning that particular round would get the little prize that either Carol or Jenny, mm-hmm. my personal favourite with model, is normally something small, like a pair of earrings or a bracelet or a ring. Or a jumper, like yeah. That. Yeah, did you see the jumper? Big well, there were two of them. Yeah. Jumper, yeah, big Santa jumper. <laughs> As I say, it would be double points from there on in for the second half of the show. So yes. that's when it got really tense, lads. Yes. Basically, whoever got the most points at the end of the game got to go into the final, where again they'd have to guess the blanks of a phrase that was up on the board. They got to choose five consonants and one vowel up front beforehand. Yeah. Carol or Jenny would then reveal any of those letters that they'd picked and then they'd have 15 seconds to guess the phrase on the board usually a destination for a holiday kind of place Les, yes. retro quizicality, yes. normally my baby, tonight normally it's, your baby tonight it's your baby oh okay thoughts on this game I think you have hit the nail on the head it's just Hangman, isn't it? It's Hangman with a massive wheel that needn't be there. <laughs> um, if it wasn't there, there'd be no show and no title. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be called Wheel of Fortune. It would just be called Of. <laughs> um, it would just be called Hangman. In this show, there is no skill in... Aside from seeing... I don't know, if you see a three-letter word on the board, chances are you think it's going to be the, and you guess maybe letters T and H. But People were also... largely incapable of doing that, though, Les, from some of well, the episodes I, I watched. Th- the problem is, if you knew what it was, I don't know, we three kings of Orient are, for example, and if you knew after three guesses, because someone had said W, the next five minutes was really painful just watching yeah. people... <laughs> get greedy and actually the best bit in a kind of really sadistic way was watching them lose (laughs) (laughs) praying for a bankrupt well you say praying it's like well you should have guessed it i mean bear in mind that every sub game you win a prize anyway so would you rather because you can't guarantee how many points you're going to get why not just take the prizes when they come aside from it would make the show pretty short at least for people watching that that know the answers really quickly, it's not so painful for them. Totally get where you're coming from. Weirdly, though, yeah, I wrote that snoring gag that I managed to get in there after the first one I watched. I loved episode two and three <laughs> that I watched. Why? The more I watched it, the more I liked it. See, this is the weird thing. I, I think there's no rhyme or reason as to which shows that we're going to like 30 years later i found it just frustrating it was 
the, n- none of the contestants could come across in any way. They were just literally there to spin and to say a letter and to guess. You couldn't see any of their personalities. Actually, one of them, the, in the first episode, there was a vicar on. I don't know if you saw him. No. So his way of making the show exciting was, I'll have an S for sermon. Oh, I'll have okay. an R for reformation. There's lots like, oh. of references to the jobs that people do in it all the way through from Nikki. The, half the gags are based on the people's jobs. Well, that's the only thing in their intro that they would say. It's like they'd always say, oh, I'm married to Stuart or I'm married to... <laughs> <laughs> as though we all know Stuart and we all know but that was also the most defining thing they could say hi I'm Holly and I'm married to Stuart right okay is that is that relevant <laughs> rather than hi I'm Holly and I've worked at I don't know Argos for five years I mean you wouldn't because you, all the prizes are from Argos and they wouldn't let her on um, but yeah this this reverence saying S for sermon and B for the blood of Christ he didn't say that but I wanted him to (laughs) (laughs) so you've obviously mentioned Jenny Powell I presume you're team Jenny over team Carol yes I said to you before that I did have a major major crush on Jenny Powell from the off as a child I've always seen her as a poor man's Melanie Sykes before my life took the turn it did Melanie Sykes was always one of these women that I would kind of look twice at. She's the same as Cat Dealey. Oh, um, I don't know Cat Dealey, no, but Melanie Sykes is like beautiful. Did you just? Are you? Are you typing? Are you trying to find? No, I've just dropped me notes. Oh, can you hear the rustle of paper <laughs> in the background? <laughs> the sound of silence. <laughs> the sound of a post-it note landing face down on a very soft carpet. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a, like a full-size post-it, no. It's one of the oh, mini ones. One of, yeah, <laughs> the postage stamp. Uh, right, Les. I'm going to score this now. Go on, then. Score away. You, mm, Having heard what you've said, you might have wished you'd kept your joker. Because, as I say, the more I watched it, the more I liked it. I, I liked it so much, in fact, that I might go and watch another episode, <laughs> even though we've recorded it. <laughs> Just to catch the wave. Just to catch Jenny. I've scored it an eight. I think it's extremely accessible. You're shouting at the telly, especially when they're not, they're being daft. You're you're egging on a bankrupt for some of them. Oh, for being stupid. It's nice and short. What's not to like, Les, apart from Nicky Campbell? Round four. Originality. The show is based on the American show of the same name created by Merv Griffin in 1975. Griffin also produced the game show Jeopardy, which I think is perhaps the most famous game show ever. Because it's in so many American films, you can't yes. fail to know. And yep. con- considering this show is such a massive show as well, he's got to be one of the kings of the game show, hasn't he, old Merv? Yeah, yeah. Has Jeopardy ever tried to come to the UK? Not that I know of. Good See, question. I'm, re- I'm really amazed because it's everyone knows the concept and it's such an unusual concept. It's weird. In the, the quiz, almost like pointless turned quiz shows on its head by saying we're looking for yeah. the answers that no one gets right. Yeah. Jeopardy was, well, the host would give you the answer and yeah, you'd say, I don't know. What is X or what is Y? In um, that in that vein, Les, hmm. should we play Jeopardy for a second? Um, yes. 
So my one is, this genius is the second and best host of Retro Quizzical. Um, what is Les? What is Les? No, it would be who is Les, wouldn't it? <laughs> what is Les? I know what Les what is, is Les? mate. What is Les? Finish. Les is a massive... The correct answer is, who is Paul over it? Again, we have a game show that's a rip-off of an American show. But the big difference was that the US version allowed contestants to win cash prizes as they went along. Yeah. But the regulations here meant that it had to pay for points rather than pounds to see mm. who went into the final round. Having a set end of show prize meant they were never ever in danger of breaching the rules and forced off air briefly, like The Price is Right was a few years earlier. So the US version continues to this day and is the longest running game show there with over 7,000 recorded episodes as of this year. There have been over 40 international takes. Some places said 60, so I went safe with 40. But there's been okay. 40 international takes at least of this show, including our very own British version. Mm. This oh. show took 13 years to come over here. Mm. Considering it's their biggest show ever in in this category, why did it take so long to come over here, Les? I don't know. Did, However, did the others take that long to come over here? No, um, a lot of our earlier ones took a couple of years, if that. Uh, yeah, so I guess original is it? Ori- no, it's a carbon copy of the US version. But the US version is bigger, glitzier, not restrained by the price regulations. Is it original? Well, Hangman isn't original. No. Yeah, so I don't think the show can claim that much originality, can it? We've seen the spinning wheel before and the price is right. It took 13 years to get here. It's Mm. Hangman. It's a very, very tiny part quiz. All that bearing in mind, and we know from history of our shows, Les, that this is a difficult round to score. I've given it a six. Six? Okay. Round five. Budget. We've already talked quite a little bit. That doesn't really make sense. Quite a little lot. We've done quite a little lot about Carol and Jenny, yeah. Yeah, And their little star prizes, so I won't bore on about them anymore. Prizes that you got mm. for winning individual rounds. Mm. Generally from a choice of three. Yeah. It was often bits of furniture, a TV, and then they threw something good in, like a short break holiday. Bizarrely, I watched an episode where someone chose a telly over picking a, a break to Verona in Italy. Yeah, I think I saw that. What the hell? Well, in the first one, one all the prizes were linked. So there was like a baby, a year supply of nappies, toys, a Moses basket. And then she got to pick a pram or something. And he said, oh, which one do you, do you have kids? And she says, no. <laughs> and you just think, well, why, why are they relevant? Because she'll now have to either buy it off them or them give her the money equivalent or find someone <laughs> to give a year supply of nappies. Yeah. Like the same one with the vicar who guessed everything like jay for jesus christ um he got to win like <laughs> a shower i mean obviously uh, vicars do shower i'm sure their hygiene is next to none but it was all those really random questions godliness is next Pride. to cleanliness or whatever they say or cleanliness is next to godliness let's see what he did there yeah he picked the shower mm. nicky campbell made a joke about a dog collar 
You know how. <laughs> the main prize at the end was generally a cash windfall. Started at three thousand pounds in the early days, and went up to twenty thousand by the end of Nikki's reign. Also, you had the car option: twenty thousand pound or the car, and you could you couldn't pick. You had to pick an envelope to see which one you were playing for. But I also saw uh, one of the 1994 series where the contestant could actually win both, like 10 okay. grand and the car, which is quite impressive. Mm, no, it is. And what did everyone, win or lose, go home with, Les? A really rubbish watch. But there was a different design every series, wasn't there? Well, they all look the same. I've no, been on eBay did. trying to find one. First one I saw was quite a... A cool affair. It was like an all-black dial with like gold hands. The no, latest incarnation no. I saw was like really cheesy something you'd win at the fairground. So it had the actual Wheel of Fortune spinny wheel dial yeah, on the, the front. All the ones I saw had that. No, earlier, various... earlier ones are a bit more cool than that on the UK version, mate. On the first episode, the watch is, is like a swatch and it's got it's got the wheel on it, and it goes round, obviously. Different watches, different series. So I think the prizes are pretty good, myself. Yeah, they are. Yeah, 4K jackpot around between 88 and 92 was the biggest on telly at the time. Yeah. As uh, I say, there was often a, a break, holiday, short break holiday for winning each individual round. Yep. That mostly did get picked, but sometimes inexplicably, as I keep, I just still can't believe it, Les. Mm, it TV. almost makes me weep. Like, oh, I can't be bothered going away. I want to sit indoors watching the telly. <laughs> I've already got two, but I want another one. <laughs> For the spare room. And the set then? The set. Glitzy, glitzy, sparkle, sparkle. It's like a giant unicorn, Les. It's full of kind of fan kind of arrangements it looks a bit I thought you know the things behind the contestants they look like they were shaped like flames but they weren't coloured like flames I thought they were just like concertina you know like when you're at school and you make those fans (laughs) that's what it it looked like someone had gone a mark with paper chains and concertinas (laughs) like when you try to make your house look good for your mum leaves for an hour and you just think it'd be really good to stick up paper and you get the Christmas decorations out from 1974 (laughs) yeah in June Um, yeah it's kind of it was it it reminded me a lot of Every Second Counts a bit of Telly Addicts it was kind of really I I think it's like full Americanised like the Price is Right studio was it's like the later series were yeah which is probably I'd haven't seen any of the bang on early early series i've all i've kind of watched from like 90s onwards yeah they they very gold and sparkly yeah it was a lot better then so we've got the usual revolving thing on the floor where the board was housed Mm. where the phrases to be solved were on carol and jenny always dressed up to the nines yeah always an expensive looking dress yeah for expensive ladies. Definitely. I'm not implying that they were for sale, by the way. I'm going to cut that I'll, bit out. <laughs> I'll give you two for 500. Uh, no, a... Love the wheel. 
Yeah. Hefty, chunky wheel. Yeah, it was... It felt like it could do with a bit of an oiling, though, didn't it? WD-40, effect. Yeah. It was was quite slow. I mean, you'd have to give it a heft. It'd go like the clappers for about four seconds, and then it was like, not good. Yeah, it kind of stopped. Yeah, the American one was something like 2,400 pounds. I don't know what that is in kind of... English weights and bearings. Um, but it does seem that they do really lean into it and it doesn't go that far. Yeah. It's quite hard to do tactically, I think. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I was thinking about that. Yeah. If you could literally saw... right next to a thousand and you just, like, move it an inch. Well, this like... is what... <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy on that must have hit a thousand about six times during the episode he had a mustard shirt he did have a mustard shirt but he literally once he'd done it a couple of times he clearly knew what kind of weight he had to do it yeah and then you see other people doing it and they're not even they're just literally you didn't hope yeah but he he amassed like twenty-eight thousand points or something ridiculous which is the equivalent of five euros now Mm. I've yeah. scored it there's an cool. 8 okay I think that's fair I kind of thought that was quite tight possibly if you compare it to what we've given other shows it possibly deserves a little bit more than that but I'm going to stick with the 8 that I gave it we've got a bit of a dispute here between what we <laughs> think we've given this listeners so we'll record 52 endings to the show <laughs> I think that we have scored this between us a fifth was 36 or 37? 23, 29 and 8. So, yeah, we, it's either a 36 or a 37. Have you got the old throbometer up in front of you, Les? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's not outrageous. It's going to be around 9th, I think. Okay. I think that you should do the last bit and talk about our social media feeds. No problem. Is that because you don't know what they are, or...? Uh, just a little bit bored now, Liz. Okay, <laughs> listeners, that was um, Paul and Les. Paul, thank you very much for standing in for me. You can, of course, follow us, like us, share us, love us, do what you will on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're all... <laughs> That's for the rest of oh, the always willing to hear from you we like to hear how we could improve we'd love to hear your feedback on how well paul has done or not no he he's done really well and a big thank you from me for taking over the reins this week we have been paul and les and we look forward to hearing from you next time it's a good night from me and a good night from him good night good night, good night.